everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and joining me this week, it's Ryan in London, Ontario. Hello! Welcome. Uh, so, Epcot had an anniversary. Yay! Huzzah! <laughs> Doesn't it feel a little bit anticlimactic, given that, like, um the whole of Walt Disney World is celebrating its 50th anniversary and then uh and it's celebrating it for a year and a half and here we are with Epcot's 40th anniversary and it's just like eh, here it is it, it does seem a bit like step-headed red-headed child right or step step you know whatever <laughs> step red-headed child red-headed step children. I don't know it does seem like a bit of an afterthought here um and I, I mean Disney's still hyping up their 50th you know, anniversary big time online and, you know, commercials all the time. So surprised that there hasn't been a little bit more of a, Hey, well, we're doing a 50th, we're doing Epcot's 40th as well, but also kind of surprised that they're even doing a 40th one while they're in the midst of the 50th, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I think it's probably because they, they feel like they have to, like you have fans who are like, um, hello, don't you guys know that it's Epcot's 40th? What are you doing for it? And Disney's sure, like, sure. Eh, well, mean, and I feel I feel to a certain extent, um, you know, you said, you know, there's fans kind of clamoring for it. And I think Disney just says, oh, somebody's going to pay money for like new <laughs> merchandise. So let's like do something for the 40th. I mean, that's pretty much what it's all about, uh, the 40th, because you get this like specially designed merch and, and specially designed logos that are kind of retro and have that f- fun feel to it. Um, but ultimately, I feel like if Disney had the choice they wouldn't really have a whole lot of fanfare around Epcot because there are still construction walls up around Epcot. And it doesn't really feel like, hey, we're all done. Like, come celebrate and and that sort of thing. Yeah, by the way, I'm looking real quick at, and I know we're going to talk about merchandise, and I know I always take us in a different direction, but <laughs> I'm just looking at the Epcot 40th figment, and that might be on my must-buy <laughs> when I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to be there if, if they're still there, if they haven't been on eBay, you know, uh, by the time I get there. One thing I, that I think is fascinating about the Epcot kind of uh, like life cycle is just how it evokes this mid 80s feel. You know, even the like merchandise, they, they even even like the, it's like, well, it's retro vintage. And it's like, yeah, but that's kind of what Epcot feels to me. You know, yeah. that's that is what I, you know being 42 and upcut turning 40 makes perfect sense to me it has like just evokes such a you know 80s nostalgia you know that uh i'm waiting for uh you know boy george and madonna to start uh, you know singing some uh uh you know epcot uh songs and some space costumes yeah well and I, I mean there are a few things that we're going to talk about today just about the the celebration and epcot as a whole but but you're right it it does have that sort of um 80s feel to it constantly and even the new stuff that comes in kind of has that vibe a little bit to it as well Well, and don't you feel as though they kind of doubled down on it like because epcot's kind of had like a bit of a rebrand in the last couple years i feel like they've really kind of especially with the the, you know now the worlds you know they're they've kind of went away from world showcase versus yeah uh you know future world uh so to me it almost feels as though disney's kind of said hey people really love that nostalgic you know 80s feel that that 
almost space age kind of look from the, the 80s. Uh, and it almost feels to me like they were like, you know what? So let's just go all in on this theme for Epcot and, uh, <laughs> and see if we can maximize it. Uh, like, yes, but I also feel like, um, you know how uh, when Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom got its its sort of refresh, it was it was like okay, the theme of the land is is what we thought the world of tomorrow was going to be like in the fifties, right? And and so I feel like we don't necessarily Epcot now doesn't necessarily have like a this is this is what Epcot was like in the eighties. It has like a this is what you think Epcot was like in the eighties because like Epcot originally you're right was, was world showcase and it was future world and future world had things like, um, you know, things that you would recognize like the land pavilion and journey into imagination. Although you wouldn't recognize it as, as that, uh, spaceship earth, um, but then there's like the universe of energy and world of motion and those things that were like quintessential Epcot trying to carry on Walt's vision of Epcot. And now the Epcot of today still has that nostalgic feel to it, but it also has like frozen in Norway and guardians right. of the galaxy in, in world discovery. And Yeah. And Ratatouille in France. Ratatouille, and yeah, no, that's a that's a it's, it's a really good it's it's a fair point. Um, and I think you know there is a bit of um, nostalgia with kind of the old school Disney theme park fans that kind of begrudgingly accept that that's kind of the new direction of Epcot, right? Even having you know Moana's you know World of Water, the Journey of Water, that, yeah, that that will be opening in in twenty twenty three at some point. I do think that there's a bit of, or even, um, you know, the nighttime show where it's got a ton of homages to Disney character after Disney character after Disney right. character. And there's a lot of uh, traditionalists, I shall say, yeah. that, you know, kind of get up in arms because, oh, Disney hasn't created new stuff. They're just living off their old stuff um, <laughs> or living off their, you know, intellectual properties or whatever. Um But at the same time, I will say, you know, when I'm talking to families about, oh, what theme park I should go to and... And, you know, I've got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old and I'm going to, you know, what, what, you know, I only have three days to go, three park days, you know, which, which park should I avoid? Yeah. I mean, Epcot's kind of that one right now, you know, you could argue because of the, the sheer like uh, size of it, mm-hmm. that it's not really meant for a four-year-old. Sure. You can do strollers and all that kind of stuff, but it's a long walking for everybody. Yeah. So you're already got that kind of against it. And then. You don't have a ton of rides, so any of the big rides have a ton of waiting. Mm. Um, and I mean, we love food and wine, but it can be really, really chaotic and busy. And the world showcases are really fun and really nice, but they're really fun and really nice for mom and dad when the, you know some kid isn't holding onto their arm. Yeah. So, you know, as I, and trust me, I really don't know here. I'm no, I'm no, no Disney apologist. I love Epcot. But I do think that it is one of those, it, it's in a transformation right now that I think in two years from now, people are going to really see the vision of what, uh, you know, Disney has for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was just thinking as you were talking about uh, food and wine, I was like, you know who doesn't like food and wine? A four-year-old. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. There's nothing, right. that is nothing for them. They don't, no, they don't wants, care. No four-year-old wants hummus fries. <laughs> 
No, it's true. And and you know what? And honestly, as a you know, if I lived in Orlando or I was going, I'd be very excited to check out um, the Epcot's 40th celebration. And, and uh, more or less, I'd you know really love to get my hands on some of this merchandise. But anyways, Ryan, <laughs> you take us down. What 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 does this mean for the for the touring guest who is walking through Epcot? What are they going to experience? Yeah. So. I- I mean, a lot has changed and, and I feel like, um, there's still stuff to come. Obviously, uh, there's still some construction happening, but there, there were some real big changes that even I don't, at this point, I don't remember how many years ago it was D23 when we, when we had a, a big announcement about what this Epcot overhaul would look like. Uh, they talked about it no longer being world showcase in future world it's now for what they call neighborhoods where there's world showcase still um sort of the main entrance areas world celebration um the the future space test track mission space guardians areas world discovery and then the land the seas imagination pavilion is all world nature and uh, and I feel like that is something that I wouldn't necessarily have um, expected having gone to Epcot even five years ago, being like, oh, yeah, there are some major changes. And really, they happened in a relatively short period of time. I know people are like, why is there still construction? Why, you know, uh, it's still happening. But, you know, we've had what two new attractions added in um in the last few years well and a worldwide pandemic and a world which slowed down a ton of things right i mean goodness me we can't get children's tylenol currently um (laughs) so it should be no surprise that we can't get uh, moana's world of water uh, moving anytime quick yeah and and even that i feel like is still coming quicker than than i would kind of have expected the fact that now i know that there were some compromises that they made to guardians of the galaxy um in that they probably wanted some more animatronics and they and they didn't didn't end up putting them in to ultimately get that ride open because obviously we're still waiting on tron and i think tron started construction much earlier um but having guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind is you know this is a new crowd pleaser and it kind of dethroned um ratatouille rather quickly because ratatouille didn't really get a chance to be um the big attraction for overly long before ultimately we ended up with um guardians of the galaxy being the the individual lightning lane the one that everyone's trying to get into the virtual queue for and and that sort of thing um but they're both exciting and and i feel like having been to epcot in the past few years there there's still a reason to go but i do agree with you that like there's not the same obviously as an adult you can you can um connect with uh the world showcase and you can connect with all these different things on a on an emotional level on a nostalgic level and even just like uh hey this is really cool this is a fun experience but i i would assume for most kids um you know you're talking about 
a handful of areas that are really uh, intriguing. Like, yes, they want Ratatouille. Yes, they care about um, Frozen, um, Test Track if they're old enough and big enough. Um, and Nemo and and, and yeah, Soren. Nemo the the seas and Soren are are also really great. Um, but you know, I I don't feel like most kids are going to care about uh let's say mission space or unfortunately journey into imagination with figment uh and then the the pavilions of the world showcase like there are there's kid caught the kid caught stations but um i don't know i feel like it doesn't have the same draw for for kids as it does adults well and i think yeah i have a very um detailed oriented younger child who loved collecting the kid caught experiences but my less than organized child who doesn't care for coloring or doesn't care for little stickers or whatever was like oh this is boring let's go back on a ride <laughs> so i definitely definitely will decide on the kid and i mean and and truth be told all of the parks have something for everybody my point is really if you've got three parks that you're going to and you don't want to do a park hopper, you don't want to, you know, muddy the waters too much, then I would say that there's a lot of families who are choosing Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom versus Epcot. Now, in a year and a half from now, or even a year from now, when some of the walls, if not all of the walls, go down, I think you'll see a vast number of people changing their ideas and going to Epcot for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so I think going back to what you had said initially, um, and just so everybody knows who listens, every single episode, Ryan and I talk about how we're going to keep the episode short, and inevitably, <laughs> it goes off the rails at some point. And this one, I went off the rails at like three minutes. Yeah. So who would have thought? But um, what I was going to say, though, is is going back to what you're saying, you know, I, I agree with you. I think Disney would have probably left the 40th anniversary packed up in some tickle trunk and not brought it out, uh, if not for some traditionalist populations who really want to celebrate the Epcot's 40th and Disney can make some money on the merchandise. On the merchandise. Well. So, so, uh, which again, it looks fun. It looks, it looks very much harken back to the, uh, the eighties uh, Epcot, but anyways. Okay. okay so I, I guess, no, I, I actually had a question about that because obviously you, you have strong memories of Epcot. I have strong memories of Epcot. And yeah, like I have pictures of like the characters in their space suits <laughs> and like I, I have, so in a really funny, I have a picture of of Chip and Dale at the Chinese Pavilion, and they are wearing like not at all um, appropriate attire. <laughs> Very stereotypical Chinese attire is what they were wearing oh, in the eighties. Um, and but my point being is, I mean, obviously everything's changed and we've grown. And goodness me, thank goodness we've gotten away from from that. And and certainly Disney is very sensitive to to that as well, mm -hmm. which is wonderful. Um, but my point being is, yes, I have a lot of strong memories. And for some reason, maybe my mom left the camera in the car for the other parks, but I have a lot of Epcot photos <laughs> that I, I, I've drawn. What do you remember most about visiting as a kid? Like, what was it that that really stood out? Well, to you? I mean, I mean, you know, when I was a kid, you know, you went on the, you know, when I, I think about the rides or right? I think about Body Wars. Mm. I think about... Uh, horizons which don't even get me started oh my gosh we could do a whole episode on how much i loved horizons <laughs> i loved horizons real quick what made horizons so amazing is um at the end of the ride you got to pick how you wanted the ride to end and so it was all about 
um, you know, evolving as a, a society and what kind of renewable sources of energy were we going to use and where would you choose to live if you could? So one was in outer space, one was underwater, and one was, I think, in the desert. And you press the button and then your car would go to that land. Uh, and it was on, it was a, it was a, you know, perpetual moving conveyor belt kind of ride. So it wasn't, um, but they just, I don't know how they did it. And I don't know why it's no longer there, but I loved it. Um, I also remember the universe of energy and seeing the dinosaurs and seeing your seats, you know, your whole, the whole stadium of people sitting in their seats and all of a sudden they're, they're, uh, you know, a pack of a hundred chairs turned with wheels and drove through dinosaurs uh, <laughs> and how I'm so bummed that my kids won't, you know, get, haven't got to, won't get to do that. And, and what a cool experience it was. So there is a part of the Epcot transition that is, you know, I'm glad I'm excited to see it kind of come through, but boy, there is some stuff. And maybe it's just from a 10 year old nostalgic perspective where I'm like, man, everything was better than, um, <laughs> but there is, there is a part of me that, or, you know, um, Goodness me, uh, the Frozen Ride was once uh, Maelstrom, right? Uh, you know, so uh, and of course, uh, energy. Your uh, journey to imagination was better, and that's legit. Uh, the other ones, you guys, <laughs> who knows, because it's not there anymore. But legit, it was better than it is now. Um, and yeah, so I think you know, and also, you know, truth be told, theme parks when I was ten was Kansas Wonderland, or which was fine. There's nothing wrong with it, and certainly has come a long ways from then. But it was all roller coasters yeah. and hot dogs, you know, and then you go to, uh, you know, Magic Kingdom and Epcot then. And it's like people wouldn't even believe you. Right. Like yeah. it wasn't and it wasn't as well known as it is today as well. So there was a bit of almost like a bit of ownership. Right. Like we used to buy Disney dollars. Right. You used to like own a part of, you know, you could put a brick on the like wand. So um, but anyways, I, I thought that um, it's. There's something nostalgic, but I really think a lot of it had to do with it was so different. You know, like they were like, hey, we're going to show you, you know, different cultures in different parts of the world. And then we're also going to like show you how the world could be better if we harvested our energy better. Yeah, and then, different and, you know, technologies. Hilarious. Yeah. And what's hilarious is, is there's not a more important time than now to be like focusing on climate change. And like the ride that focused on that or Universe of Energy focused on that are, you know, is now guardians of the galaxy and who knows what horizons is or will be. Um, so anyways, it, it's a bit too bad that we lose a bit of that because I will say that, you know, my kids, I think my kids are at the age where they'd be like, Oh, that's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I can understand why they did that. And that would be really neat to, to understand. And, you know, even my daughter now is like, well, this is happening because of this and we need to not have so much packaging. And, and so I do think there's, you know, a lot of value in that. And so there is a bit of me that worries that Disney is going down a bit of a different path mm -hmm. of what originally the intention was, right? When Walt Disney created Epcot, it was not to hype up the films. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, the original was, Epcot was, uh, you know, a, a suburb, essentially, you know, a self-contained yeah. experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Um, yeah. And, Epcot the park was meant to reflect some of the ideas or the, the thinking behind that um, to, to showcase things. You know, I think of even things like interventions as, yes. you know, yes. you get to walk through these at the time, new technologies and um, that are geared towards engaging kids in, in that kind of stuff. And, yeah. and now 
I guess the closest that you get is at the end of the second half of Spaceship Earth when you're on the way down and you are like planning your 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 tomorrow. Well, and I think there is a bit of not to the same level, but there is a bit of that creative interaction at the end of the Journey into Imagination Pavilion as well. Right. Though though that space is a little dated and could use some <laughs> love. Um yeah, and I say, and I don't want to be the guy who's, you know, old man yelling at cloud or get off my lawn guy. <laughs> but I do think that um, there is a bit of nostalgia when it comes to Epcot because it's not like a a park where it's funny. You know, we even go to Hollywood Studios as well when it was Disney's MGM, right? There's just so many changes that have been done, um, and so it's it's hard to not think about where it was and think about how great it was. But then again, as a ten year old. Going to a theme park is amazing. And so maybe I'm just, you know, you know, uh, heart swelling because I'm thinking about being 10, which sounds amazing, actually. Well, it's it's funny because, you know, you talk about the, the things that you remember the most from from going as as a kid and the you know i don't fault disney for for wanting to bring in their intellectual properties into the parks um epcot you know the the first toe in the water was frozen taking over maelstrom and and i get it like frozen is a much more accessible uh <laughs> ride than maelstrom was um especially if you had younger kids uh trying to have them not be terrified of trolls was you know rather important um this is going to get rather philosophical at this point but um when when kids see things that they recognize so like obviously like um seeing frozen and seeing ratatouille and you know if they're into marvel seeing uh, guardians of the galaxy seeing that kind of stuff um is like an instant okay i i can i can connect with this it's an instant engagement whereas what i find really interesting is your your experience as a kid even though maybe not in the moment you might not have been like hey this is like this is this is for me this is everything but like your experience on those attractions stuck with you a long time after afterwards. Well, and I think to a certain extent, my mom took me out of school every year during like a week of February, which was, you know, low season back then. Yeah. And I do think that there was a part of her rationale that was like, Oh, you're going to learn stuff. You're going to Epcot. Yeah. That's got lots of great stuff. You're going to learn a ton of great stuff. And it's not to say that you can't like, honestly, there's a ton of learning and travel in general. Um, you know, Epcot really was kind of the first, you know, what edutainment kind of yep. theme theme experience and so there was kind of a lot of stuff that they really crammed into really fun interactive exhibits uh, and i think that you know i just kind of walked away being like that was fascinating and and today i the ratatouille ride is really cool it's really great um and it fits beautifully in the france pavilion mm -hmm. but the you know the whole essence of what epcot stood for was really to teach me about French culture, French people, French experiences. Um, you know, a rat getting chased by a chef is funny and it's <laughs> cute and it's beautifully done. 
but I just, I, it doesn't speak to kind of the original intention. However, things change, people change. And again, you know, yelling at cloud. Um, but I do think that, you know, if Epcot's going to change, which it, it clearly is in, is in the process of it, then, you know, you roll with it. I'm fascinated to see how the Moana water experience um, just... shapes, because I think there's, I think there's a ton of positive and, and exciting things that can happen with that. Yeah. Actually, that was just something I was also thinking too, is like, I, I'm really excited to see the journey of water because um, it does have so many possibilities to focus on, um, you know, this engaging experience that also really focuses on you know, conservation and, and things yeah. that, that we need to be talking about. And, you know, in world, what is now world nature, the land pavilion and the seas pavilion are still two places where you can go and learn and experience and explore the seas for sure. Definitely like, you know, once you're, once you're off of uh, the seas with Nemo and friends, the whole sea base is, um, you know, full of places to, to learn and explore. And then as much as uh, you loathe it entirely, um, <laughs> living with the land in the land pavilion is like a really educational experience. Oh, yeah, no, legit. And all I'm saying is, is it's also an incredibly calming experience to the point where you will fall asleep so uh no i agree and and i have a ton of memories going to the seas pavilion before nemo was there hmm. um and watching the manatees and like there's a ton of, of of memories from that as well no i agree there's definitely some parts of it and so it'll be interesting to see as as epcot evolves for the next 40 um you know what what will we remember, you know, what will my kids remember from, from their Epcot experiences on the next 40 and, you know, what, what, what new things will happen? What new things will come? You know, like what, you know, I think about it, it's interesting to kind of see them integrate uh, Frozen into the Norway Pavilion and Ratatouille into the French Pavilion. Um, inevitably, one would assume that they'll integrate other characters and other character experiences into other pavilions, mm -hmm. not just meet and greets. Uh, and so that'll be cool to see, too. I mean, goodness me, as you know, a theme park's a theme park. There's a lot of amazing, fun things you get to do in a theme park. I mean, <laughs> just because you're not learning stuff doesn't mean it's not fun. So, you know, to go on a ride, you know, we talked about the Mary Poppins ride that was rumored and now it seems to be on the, on the back burner, yep. but was going to be in, in, uh, in England. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, it's, I think Epcot is, is in the beginning of a really exciting phase for them. And definitely, uh, you know, I wouldn't go back right now personally, though I just went in March. Um, but I'm telling you, you know, in a year from now, I could totally see myself going when, when some of these walls come down. For sure. I mean, Guardians is a big draw, um, for sure. Uh, what I'm interested in is uh, this ongoing. So I feel like Epcot always had this idea of, you know, Epcot will never be finished. It's always growing right. with the new technologies. Right. It's always um, evolving. And and I feel like that's a mantra that they're sort of leaning on right now where they're like, hey, you know, there's uh, there's definitely um, 
you know, construction going because we're building for the future. We're always, we're always growing that way. Um, I think some of the changes that they've made have obviously had some really positive impacts. Um, what I'm interested in is, are there other things also on the horizon? Um, not to, uh, no, no pun, no pun intended on that. Sorry. Sorry for, um, opening up a wound. Thanks. (laughs) Um, but I know like early on, um, in that D23 announcement a few years ago, the the play pavilion was something that was brought into into light where um you know it largely doesn't get used for very much. Um but and Disney hasn't really talked too much about it since um since that initial announcement, but there's so many possibilities for that. Um I'm also interested in Spaceship Earth. Because I feel like, so they were on track to do a refurb, like a large refurb for that. And I wonder if that's going to happen sometime. Is it, is it TBD or is it like, okay, we're, we're just not going to do it. We'll, we'll think about it again in five years. Um, I, yeah, that's interesting. I, I just assume that it will come when something new opens. Like when or Journey when of Journey of down. Water opens and yeah. like those like, yeah those construction walls in the center, because one of the things that you know we alluded to a bit with the walls and with limited attractions, you get a bottleneck of people at at the rides right, right. Ratatouille, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, you know Soren uh, Test Track. You definitely Frozen. You definitely get your share of lines at Epcot, um, and even when you walk into the park, there's always a line at Spaceship Earth. And for those of you who do not know, uh, walk past it and go to other stuff and then come back to Spaceship Earth. Um, it usually fills up in, in different parts of the day when more people kind of come in because they think they do it as soon as they get in. Yeah. Uh, so I would definitely keep, keep an eye on the app to kind of look at wait times, but, but don't feel like you have to do it as soon as you walk in because A, not the A-list attraction. Um, <laughs> Again, very similar to the land in which a great place for a nap. Um, but but again, you learn a lot of stuff and it's interesting. And it honestly, it's, it is great. I'm not saying to not do it. And it's a quintessential Epcot experience. But yeah, definitely, uh, you know, you can walk past it and then come back to it later. Well, it's like um, the, the, um, the Seas with Nemo and Friends and Spaceship Earth. They're Omni movers. So they yeah. are constantly moving um, with a few exceptions. So they can handle more guests per hour I, I guess like there's not yeah. a load and unload time that's really daunting like it, it it moves pretty consistently throughout the day so yeah if the line is long chances are if you wait an hour it will be less long yeah. um, depending on the time of year and and whatnot but um, the other thing that I'm interested in is is the return of figment as a meet and greet character and what that means ultimately for journey into imagination with figment because it has gone through that that attraction has gone through so many different iterations with the dream finder and and figment and and you know now we're here it's 
obviously you have a whole lot of nostalgia for it. Do you well, think it yes. has possibility for for a, a refurb in the in the not so distant future? Well, I, see, to me, it seems like a. It, I mean, gosh, I was going to say it seems like an easy refurb, but unfortunately, that's what caused them the mess in the first place. Because um, <laughs> truthfully, it was an easy refurb, and they cut corners, and you know. Um, I don't think they gave it their all. I'm sure there was a budget cut uh, or numerous. I, you know, I mean, what's exciting to me is, you know, Disney's kind of done away with some of its, you know, the, the property that it created or some of the, the theme park specific uh, rides or uh, characters. So it's nice to see them still kind of putting some effort behind figment, mm-hmm. but kind of like the Disney play pavilion we just mentioned i'll kind of believe it when i see it um (laughs) you know sometimes sometimes things come out and you're like oh it's amazing and then they don't ever happen you never hear from them um i do think that it's a pretty easy one to to kind of create a meet and greet with epcot um but i just i mean i think epcot in itself again that's yeah you know what i mean i'm gonna go down a rabbit hole of epcot you know (laughs) uh memories again but yeah i i definitely i I would love to see it get a refurb uh, because i think there's a ton of things you can do with imagination and and uh even you know with with digital mapping with projections now there's so much more stuff you could do that'd be more you know engaging than than what you've got uh, on now um yeah so i was just uh wanted to make sure that we i think that figment is a really important part of Epcot's history. And so it kind of makes sense that you tie it into the 40th anniversary. Uh, I think that there's something really unique to to Figment still kind of kicking and sticking around. Uh, That's why I really do think that they need to refurbish the ride. You know, if you're going to like really hype up this character and live off the legacy and goodness me, I have some Figments in my, in my house. Uh, and I mean, obviously, it's an inanimate object before any of you guys are like, what's he so worked up about? Um, <laughs> but I do think that, you know, it'd be nice for them to kind of give it a bit of a, a lick and a promise to kind of get it up to a, a better quality. Uh, and I mean, as I, I mentioned before, you know, digital mapping, there's just so many creative experiences they could they could add um, with, I don't think, with a ton of dollars behind it so yeah hopefully we'll see i mean i also think it's an easy one for them to do and an easy one for the crowd to be excited about in my opinion well what's interesting is i feel like figment um kind of encapsulates epcot as a as a whole where um (laughs) a number of years ago when lauren and i went uh drove down with a couple of our friends um one who hadn't ever been before and and she went on figment and afterwards was like essentially like what the heck was that (laughs) like i what what is that like i have no idea what that was (laughs) and and you're kind of like yeah and then like an hour and a half later she was like can we go to figment again (laughs) like (laughs) like i just kind of want to like may, I, she, I think she ended well, up buying some figment merch and and yeah it like it almost instantly grows on you as something that you're like this is this is amazing and certainly for people who experienced original figment um 
it doesn't necessarily strike the same chord, but it's nice to know that it is still engaging. Well, and I think there's something very wholesome uh, and simple about the idea of us focusing on your imagination. And uh, I think it's got a really good wholesome message behind it. The other thing I, I think is fascinating is Disney has really been obsessed with walls of lately, you know, like the purple wall. And then you've got <laughs> like, just, you got a lot of different experiences and Disneyland, you know, does it kind of better or, or more so than, than Disney world. But I think about how they used to have the rainbow tube that you would walk through with the imagination where it was like rainbow neon lights right. um, in, encapsulated in kind of glass or, or plastic tubes. And I'm just thinking about you know, even something like that would be a really cool feature attraction for people to like take their photos in front of and Instagram worthy and, you know, still kind of have that vintage, uh, you know, imagination feel or vintage uh, 80s look to it. Um, so I, I could see them doing something like that or even making making that uh, interactive space behind the ride something more and less. It's that definitely sad. needs an update. It, right. Like it's, it's like, it's, I don't like the kids. There's lots of kids who would love it and, you know, uh, would just see it as like a fun place. But <laughs> the thing as that a parent Markle's, who, yeah, you no know. parent who kind of knows like more, you're kind of like, um, you know, Disney, you can do better than this. The thing that blows my mind is that there is still a green screen in that back area where you can buy photos of yourself green screened onto other characters. And I just feel like there are so many things that Disney kind of took cast members away from. Why is there still right. a cast member right. working the green Such screen? Such a good point. Such a good point. <laughs> But, but I digress. It's, you know, it's such a small little thing. And I'm sure there are some people that get really hyped up about it. But I mean, there are so many apps on your phone now that do the exact same yeah. thing. That's, yeah. Um, just before we finish, um, I want to talk about the possibility of Nighttime Spectacular. So we talked a lot um, when Harmonious was first announced. Um you know, Illuminations ended and Epcot Forever took over for a bit. And then this big buildup to Harmonious. And there was a lot of like Disney characters added to it. And, and I don't pretend to think that like Disney full on responded directly to the fans, but obviously there were a ton of fans that were just like, it just doesn't, it, it just doesn't feel the same way that, illuminations used to make us feel um i get what they were going for and and i do i do enjoy it as a show um but it certainly doesn't it didn't inspire me to be like okay this is like my new favorite nighttime spectacular so when disney announced that harmonious would be ending i i was a little surprised uh that disney would sort of take the loss on this one and and now i'm intrigued about okay well what are they going to replace it with this time well i mean yeah i would i mean they have they have the space to do a nighttime parade or actually they could even do like electric water pageant in there um mm. i mean again i'm sure it all goes back to dollars and they built the and i mean i think those ridiculous barges in the middle of the water uh, is 
a ridiculous eyesore. I cannot believe that they went all in on that. And so I'm sure that they will find a way to make them function. <laughs> um, I mean, I can't, I know Disney definitely, you know, they're taking a bit of a hit there, but I don't think that they'll. I can't imagine admit. them being like, okay, let's just, you know, toss them in yeah. the recycle right. bin. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I would love to see like an actual parade in Epcot. Um, I would love to see a nighttime experience. Uh, again, they've got the space, they've got the walkways for it. Yeah. Um, that would be exciting to, to, to see that. And, and, you know, even to, you know, kind of set it out from magic kingdom, you know, so that they're not, it's something a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I mean, illuminations was definitely dated and needed to go, but I agree. I think that it was a far more emotionally connected, uh, experience to the audience than harmonious is and was. Mm hmm. So, I mean, we're left at the same kind of point that Epcot has always stood for, which is the possibility of, of the future. Um, keep on changing. Keep on changing. New things come and go. Like, uh, I'm sure that the changes are not done. Um, they may take a couple years before, <laughs> before they dive right into the next one. Um, but it is always evolving. And, and there are some... Honestly, there are some changes that have been phenomenal, and then there are some changes that that you go, oh, that's that's interesting. I wonder if this will grow on me, and if it doesn't, who knows? Um, ultimately, Disney makes those calls, and they don't uh, they don't involve the the fans just quite as much, <laughs> um, because I mean, ultimately, it comes down to what will engage the most people for the least amount of money at this point. Right. But right. Yeah, uh, it's like the, uh, yeah, Epcot's kind of like the Ontario weather. If you don't like it, uh, just wait a minute and make a little change. <laughs> um, that's, that's probably a good place to, to leave it. Um, when we talk about Epcot, obviously who right now, who is Epcot for? Is it, is it for people who have been before? Is it for people who haven't been before, but have kids who are of a certain age? Like what's, what do you think is the currently like the top demographic of Epcot? Well, I think adults without kids right. is the top demographic. I think that's just food and wine. Um, you know, we talked about the arts festival um, in, in January uh, the flower garden festival, all those experiences involve really awesome food experiences mm. and obviously adult beverages as well. So that's where I would first lean. I would then go to, you know, parents with kids who are a little bit older and, and also like engaged with kind of their surroundings. They're not just like, Oh, I got to do this, 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 because mm. Epcot is not, it's not like Magic Kingdom where you're like, hey, first I'm going to do this ride. Then I'm going to do this ride. Then I'm going to do this ride. I mean, you can, but you'll be like, hey, I'm going to wait two hours for Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I'm going to wait two <laughs> hours for Ratatouille. Then I'm going to wait an hour and a half for Frozen. You know, like. Plus, it's going to take you a half an hour to walk in between. Yeah. So so I just don't think like, Epcot's just not built that way. So I think, you know, you go and you hit Guardians of the Galaxy first or Frozen first or whatever your, your group, you know, looks like. And then you wander around and you say, Hey, let's go, you know, get some food, uh, you know, at, uh, the Japanese pavilion or let's go. And you, you it, like, if you have kids who like shopping or meandering, 
then I think that it's uh, Epcot's a great option. Hmm. I just don't know too many Mandarin children who love to shop. So, <laughs> or or and, I, and when I say shop, I don't mean necessarily always buy something because I don't think that right. my pocketbook cannot handle souvenir shopping at Epcot no. for every place that I stop at. That's that's very true. Um, I I will add that you know you mentioned there are still things for everybody. Um, obviously there are still attractions for, for people of all ages. There are things that are going to connect with each age group, but you're right. I think that if you have younger kids, um, I wouldn't expect to do the same amount of Epcot as I would, um, younger kids at like magic kingdom or animal kingdom. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and I, I would honestly, seriously, if you have young kids who are like, I have to do Frozen, and my girls or boys love Anna and Elsa and Olaf, and you have to choose between Hollywood Studios and Epcot, I would choose Hollywood Studios. Because you could still do the, the Frozen theater um, ride and, or ride frozen show, sing along, yeah. frozen sing along, which is really fun and really cute. You could still meet Olaf currently. Um, I just, again, if you're only going for that, um, I think Epcot's a very, very big long day for kids who are only there for the one ride. Hmm. If, if, you know, cause sometimes you get parents who are like, Oh, my kid loves frozen. They got to do that. Cause frozen's like the number one on my list. Epcot's amazing. But we honestly, not just because it's its 40th, it doesn't look a day over 10. We love it. However, <laughs> it's a really, really big, massive theme park. Like you're going to walk 25,000 steps. Yeah. I don't know least. if you want your seven-year-old. Yeah. I don't know if you want your seven-year-old walking that amount of steps because their favorite ride was Frozen uh, or their favorite movie was Frozen. Hollywood Studios has some Frozen stuff. Um, so just, you know, um, that's just a bit of an aside that, you know, might help somebody make a decision. Uh, I certainly love Epcot and I can't wait to go back because it really is great. Um, but my kids are nine and 13 and even then it's, it's a lot. Yeah. That's really, really great insight. And that's what we're here for. That's I hope, I hope somebody finds that valuable because I really do think that it's, it could save your feet and your, your trip because also usually the day after Epcot, you're pretty rough. It's yeah. a long day. If you stay for the nighttime show, you're taking a day off. Hollywood Studios is much shorter. You can do some Frozen stuff. Plus, you get all the Toy Story things. Um, or, here's a thought. Don't tell your kids the Frozen rides in Epcot. They'll never know. <laughs> They're not planning the trip. You are. Yeah. So, anywho. I mean, ultimately, uh, you know, it's the difference between if you're going for five days and you're going to do three parks... Yeah, yeah, there are there are choices to be made. You have to make some tough decisions. If you're going to go for two weeks and you're going to go to the parks for ten days, you know Dude. you're gonna you're gonna go to Epcot once at least. So yeah. um, so that can be a moot point depending on what your circumstances are. But um, we'd love to hear from you about what in Epcot, what new in Epcot has has really um, got you excited about going. Or um, if you are nostalgic for 80s Epcot, um, what did you remember going uh, when you were there in the 80s or, or 90s? Uh, what was the thing that stuck out to you? And then maybe what would you like to see in Epcot? 
answer any one of those three questions we we'd love to to hear from you on our facebook and instagram page um but yeah that's it uh we want to thank you so much for joining us on this epcot 40th journey and on behalf of myself brian and ryan we're the double doubles you've been listening to dole whips and double doubles thanks so much for listening and we look forward to you joining us again next time Mm -hmm.